0: You're
1: listening to
2: Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Byrne, except no Hello dear listeners, welcome to a follow-up edition to Achtung 471. Harry and I are chewing over the cud of last night's highly disappointing defeat at home to Swansea. Big welcome to Harry, how are you doing H?
1: Yeah, not too bad mate, I've got to try my best to be... Level-headed and not uh, more reactionary, <laughs> as I have seemingly become. Um I, I, I'm doing this with a wry smile because I, I, you hear other people, and this is this is the thing when you listen to yourself on this pod. I'm I'm opening the actor studio to people here, but if you listen to Mike, um, like Mike Hayden, or you listen to Ryan, they come on with facts and figures, and it sounds sort of methodically prepared and, and sort of they get to a point.
2: Journalistic. Just, Journalistic. Yes, and
1: I, I come on and I rant, basically, like like <laughs> all the tosspots that I take the piss out of on Arsenal fan TV. So I'm going to try and, try and be as balanced as I can, but I don't think you can escape the fact that last night was a disappointment.
2: The manner of the defeat, I think, is what I wanted to focus on, Harry, because um, I don't think... Um, I don't think any listeners or ourselves on the show or anyone really would be um, overly surprised that the run came to an end and that, the you know, the flirtation with the top six didn't work out. I don't think there's any particular, um, you know, this, this, it was always an outside shot, listeners, in my opinion. I, I think if you were thinking it was odds on, then you need to wobble your head and, um, I don't know, go and have a look in the mirror when you have a shave or something of that kind. Um, it was more the manner of the way that we handled the game last night, Harry, that disappointed me. I know that you were thinking the same. I listened to the um, voicemail that's on the other show, listeners, and the live stream of Consciousness with the voicemails afterwards, which I put out earlier today. Um, so I just wanted to kind of look at that, really, because it was a it was a strange game. It's been a strange season, but it's been a stra- It was a strange game because um, I. It, for a big a big situation, it didn't feel particularly big time to me in 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 the den. I mean, the the, the crowd was a, a midweek sparse crowd. Um, the tactics that we employed, which will always be the the key point in firing up any any crowd, a sparse den crowd is still a formidable weapon. But we just seemed to focus. Um, on the patience side of it, Gary Rarrett did an interview in a week with the News at Den where he made the reference that we need to show patience against Swansea. And as it turned out, I don't think we did need to show patience against them. We needed to get stuck into them and take the game to them rather than this mundane containment policy that we adopted last night. I mean, that first half went by without us seeming to have much of the ball at all.
1: Yeah, I think we got knackered. Um, and that's fine if you press and... You work hard and you get knackered, which, you know, a few people I've seen online have made sort of reference to how much they put into Luton. I don't really buy that. I don't, I, yeah. I don't really buy the excuse. Um, I have my opinion. My opinion is that Gary Rowett is a worst football manager when he has all of his toys, I think.
2: Yeah, you squad, made that point. Yeah, yeah, interesting. This squad,
1: yeah. this squad thrives on, if you're going to play a system, players play in that system. And players can be changed, but if they're not used to the system, which they should be by now, there's no point, but the people that he brought in have not improved the way we play within that system. So last night, he starts with a phobia really out on the left. It's not worked. That never worked. They didn't play well together. Back when, before the run, if we go back before the eight game unbeaten run, playing a phobia and Bradshaw on the left, they weren't scoring goals together. They weren't, they've not played in tandem to score goals. One scores goal, or the other one does when they play as a centre forward, which is what their position is. Mason Bennett not being there is a massive problem for Gary Rowley because he he relies on Mason Bennett to play off the left. He does not trust Tyler Bury, and Oliver Burke is not a football player. I'm telling you this now there is a reason that Leipzig. There is a reason that West Brom, there is a reason that Sheffield United do not want him. And uh, uh, trying to cut inside three times last night is a reason why they don't want him. The, the 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 best of Ollie Burke is to run into 40 yards of space like he did against Luton. And he didn't have the opportunity, therefore he's not that player again. So it, these these can't be new things to Gary Rowett. This is what I I I, I forgive Murray Wallace for clearing the first one straight back into a player for Swansea to score. I forgive the patience that he wants to be patient. And he's got a tactical plan. I can forgive that. And I can forgive the football being shit. If he can make changes in a game to make us win football matches, you can forgive all that. But when it's like what it was last night, everyone at half time, I was expecting us to react at half time. And I think that's what yeah. the kind of game that we'd lost at half time. We, we were. If Millwall had come out, and played, you know, blood and thunder for five ten minutes or chaos, as he put it. Because I asked the question last night: When was the last time we won a game from being behind? And somebody answered that it was Stoke, and that was, was the game where Stoke, really fam- Stoke yeah. at home, and okay. he, that was the game where he famously turned around yeah. and said, "We thrived in the chaos." Well, if we're getting passed off the pitch at home to sixteenth place Swansea City. In a game that we must win, I tell you what, I'd rather lose playing with fucking chaos, lose 1-0, than lose in sort of the manner that we did. And that is where the disconnect between what Gary Rowell is and what maybe some Millwall fans, I'd say a third maybe of the season ticket holders, a third going by Twitter, now Twitter's very reactionary, seemingly want. I don't disagree that we need to move away from 4-4-2. I just don't think Gary Rowett is quite good enough to do it. And and that is my question. You know, the pe- yeah, we've had a good season, and really the season is over, but there are teams that are having better season than us with less budget. I look down the road at Luton, and I think, yeah. you know, that's Gary Rowett's successor at Stoke, funny enough, that he's getting that out of out of his team at Luton. Um with a recruitment policy that seems better than ours, with players that play a system that seem to play forward, counter-attack, I've got a striker that looks decent. You know, these are all things that we'd like to have. And, you know, he, he makes the point that we are, that we've been on the cusp of the playoffs. Well, yeah, that's great. But that's standing still, really. That's just doing the same to get to the same result, really, for me. And, um I mean, fair I think- play. Like we've had a lot of injuries, but we were better when we had the injuries. Is kind of my concern.
2: Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean, I'm just looking back at the the season because if, I do agree that the last uh, six games now feel like dead rubbers. And and you know, there's there's nothing wrong with the situation where we're at in a sense because we've overachieved to to get here from where we were when Blackpool beat us 1-0, and I think we were four, 14, 15 for that stage. So we're looking downwards rather than upwards. Um, we have reached a point at least where we we, we could think about a possible run. I, I just think that the situation last night, must-win situation. Um, you, do, you are playing at home. You do want or need, I'd argue need, to bring the crowd into play. Um, so a, a policy of containment and patience maybe has its place but this is this is not early in the season harry this is this is not even a mid-season um everyday midweek game it's 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 a must win you know we 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 need a cup tie roll we need another repeat of the of the six straight wins in a sense to to get us into the, a situation where we might have a chance at the big time which will be massive um i just found that the choice of approach last night and the lack of change, I mean, I, I can't remember how I put it half time, but it was something along the lines of we're surely going to see changes at half time or and a new approach. And of course, the change we saw was to <laughs> go a sloppy goal behind from you know, from cold, which can happen. Um, the question about uh, the question arises now of the summertime, really, Harry, doesn't it? Whether um, changes surely happen now with the squad because Jed, I think. Um, as we're not going to be in the Premier League, I, I imagine he he's made no secret of his desire to play at that kind of level if he can, whether here or possibly abroad. We we shall see. So you know we we're going to have a massive hole in our side, a massive creative presence that's going to go in four weeks' time effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see on in this squad. I mean, I suppose Ojo came in last night. Um, Jed was re- removed Please from a must win. <laughs> but Jed was removed from a from a must win situation quite early in the game. I, th- I didn't make I think it was about eighty minutes or so. Still time on the clock, um, which I don't understand. Um, it's
1: I do. I, I understand. Well, I think anyone. I think anyone that can read between the lines can understand. That's that uh, in Gary Rowick's mind, he wanted to bring on someone he thought Jed was tired, and he thought that Ojo was going to deliver oh, I've watched enough football this season, so no, that's not going to happen. And uh, these are the these are the questions. These are the questions that we were asking before. Take the eight-game run out, right? There was a lot of people calling for him to go, and it weren't just me. There was a lot of discontent. And the reason there's discontent is because he makes decisions that are baffling at times. He makes tactical decisions that are baffling, Right? And when he's good, Gary Rowick, is very, very good in terms of getting results. When he's bad, he's awful, right? Like in terms of the football's bad and we get beat, right? Sometimes, but then we have the epitome of Gary Rowick which is the Huddersfield and the QPR performance. Well, I was going
2: to make the Huddersfield point because we're only a few weeks since what I think I called, I don't think I'm stretching it, Harry, to say performance of the season. One of the best performances I've seen under Gary Rowett because we took it to a team that highly placed and highly rated. And that's only a few weeks ago.
1: That was, but that was tactically tactically bang on with, again, less is more. There was no players back. That was at the end where there were no players. Again, and they knew you could almost name the side (laughs) out of what was fit um it's just baffling i mean like let's let's be honest so let, let's you know, saying it's a big summer of change right Jeb wallace has gone in all but name right other than he's got four he's got like a final sort of this is it kind of tour this one Hurrah, will be michael, yeah, yeah, michael jordan yeah. at the chicago Bulls this is this is this right <laughs> this is the end right he'll go to forest or someone like that and and yeah it'll do well and that that'll be that but we're not going to have Ballard next season because there's no way we can afford Dan Ballard without going up. So Dan Ballard will be toddling off to somebody else. I'm presuming a lower Premier League team or a team that are likely to get promoted. Probably Evan. And he can play at that level, Harry. I mean, he's uh, yeah, good enough. He's Northern yeah. Ireland. He'll be Northern Ireland captain before long. And, you know, Johnny Evans, mm-hmm. Champions League winner was Northern Ireland captain. You know, this is, this is not, not ridiculous. Um, phobie won't be here. Well, he might be, but I don't want him to be because his limitations are he can score goals, but he scored one goal more than Tom Bradshaw, and I know he's on more wages. You know, there's there's big questions like that, and that's what Ryan keeps digging on about. And me and Ryan are in the same mindset with this, that we all have to do more with less than other clubs, which is fair enough. But there needs to be a structure where we do that, and we can't keep signing... Like, the Ojo signing is ridiculous in the first place. Ojo's online from Liverpool. He's never hit fire anywhere, right? His career, if you actually look at his career stats, he's never done anything anywhere to deserve a... If you're going in January, you're saying we need X, Y and Z. His wages, we can't afford to waste wages. We don't have resources that allow Mm. us to get these things wrong. Any transfer can go wrong, but there was no... I can't see what the what the logic was in signing Shea Ojo. I also can't see what the logic was of signing Ali Burke. Admittedly, you got an assist at Lewin; it was a very good assist. But take that out of there. I haven't seen anything else. You know that this is
2: both of those players. When you when, sorry, Harry, interrupt. Um, but I mean, if you take Shea Ojo, um, you know the injury's not helped his call. So let's 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 be fair to the boy. But um, I do get a sense, uh, and alongside Oli Burke, I mean, you mentioned RB Leipzig already playing big for, for for Burke, and and obviously Ojo is on Liverpool's books. There's a certain reflected um, glow because you carry. It's a bit like when Lee Martin used to, you know, played in the, at Manchester United. It, it's it's um, it's a good CV uh, selling point, isn't it? But what I do notice. Um, is that Luton? Who I mean, you know, we don't want to keep. It's not a Luton show, but we, we're praising Luton. Have recruited very, very well with players who are relatively unknown, haven't been through LB Leipzig or um, you know any of the great and the goods, uh systems. They, they've come in from I'm going to guess lower league or non league backgrounds. Um, Include our own dear Fred, you know, who's come from Millwall and didn't really, it um, you know, was, gonna... was resounding success, was he at, 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 at then? Um, I do. I do wonder if that's not the direction we should be looking at more, but I don't, we don't seem to. Well, the, the return of Aldo that, might, might take us down this road. That's what I'm hoping, well, you know.
1: Well, the problem is the person that we had in front of it. So, Aldo gets a lot of stick, but let us get let me get it right. Aldo got a few things wrong. John Bob Varson, Tom Elliott mm. for the top two. But let's compare that to what he did get right. Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson, Bartos Bilakowski, John yeah. Shavel the first time, Jeb Wallace. Yeah. You mentioned these players. These are all... Aldo signings, Aldo and Harris signings, but Aldo. Yeah, signings, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Aldo's so, recommendations. It's absolutely, or you or w- has some kind of um, input. His endorsement, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy that's come after him. Realistically, what's he done, Bennett? Other than that, anyone else been decent that we've signed?
2: Mason Ballard. Bennett's been the. The best of it. I mean, Ballard is a great loan signing. I don't think, um, but and I mean, he's a loan signing. Listeners, of course, um, Bennett that, is, that is, is ours. Uh, oh,
1: and Scott and Scott Malone as well. So that's it. So three players, right? The rest, realistically, I mean, Luke Freeman is literally the one that I'm going to roll up as the gold standard because uh, Elite Freeman has played, what, probably...
2: 12 minutes, was it? Was it 12 uh, yeah, minutes? been on
1: the pitch as much as you this season, <laughs> probably. And, and, and,
2: and I've and looked live at the listeners.
1: And there's probably been paid handsomely for it. Um, oh, and,
2: dear, and oh, dear,
1: oh, this, dear. This is what I'm saying, that, you know, and we say it every year, how many times we sit with Aaron, and Aaron's got a wealth more knowledge than me, working in football full-time and listening to these people and doing his job to sit there and go, this is what everyone else is doing. And Millwall seem to be, you know, we're stuck in fucking 1995 and everyone else is in 2022. <laughs> That's just how we are. But it, it's... it's, And yeah. the problem is, is people also react with, oh, you know, it, uh, I don't like this trait. And they'll probably slag me off for saying this. I know Millwall have never really been in the first and second division in old money, right? But we are. So that doesn't mean that just because we haven't been there in the past, it doesn't mean that you can't aspire to be better than what you are today. Otherwise, what's the point of, what's the point of this as a football club? Like, I know we didn't finish finish uh, in the top 10 last season, whatever Gary Rowett tells you, because the fucking table tells me that we didn't, right? So, uh, we're not, we've not been very, the season finishes earlier every year under him. Yeah, the COVID season, and yeah, Matt Smith and the Attrick at Nottingham Forest. But that was... Three seasons ago now, and I don't think we were as close now as we were then.
2: And we've made what, what the government might call the big calls, um, such as letting Matt Smith go to Salford. I know that Smith might have wanted to have gone north, but he was a, a goal scoring asset to for in certain situations. And we've seen those situations on in, in, since he's departed where you think if only we had Matt Smith in the middle, you know. Um, so, you know, we Gary Rowett. Has made some big calls, as, as as we might call it, but you you hope it's with the purpose next season of reshaping this squad into something that's going to compete higher than we are now, and we are at the moment uh, tenth. So you know the aim must be, as for the reasons you've just said there, Harry, to you know to be in the contention, serious contention for a playoff spot. That's I think that's a a realistic aim for Millwall. Um, if it's not the aim for me, well, then as you say, what's what's the point? So, given that the a, a large, quite a large number of squad are going to be gone um, at the end of and, yeah, at the end of the uh, four weeks time, effectively, because we won't be in any, any playoff football. Um, so that's 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 quite a reshaping is going to have to take place if that is to come to pass. So I think it's quite a big. I'm hoping the club are pre- you know prep for this because there's a big job on their hands.
1: Almost certainly not but that's my wall. Um, <laughs> I, I've said it for ages. So I'm terrified about next season. This season was get promoted or face the consequences next season when we started to get towards, you know, the playoffs. And, and that's why I thought we'd have a go last. But there are players within the squad that aren't playing, but they are on wages. And, um, we've all been this season. They released Thompson. They released um, and They released Matt.
2: Fech. Yeah, yeah, these yeah.
1: These were all... They were released. We didn't get fees for these players. We, we released them. No, um, we just
2: let them go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Threw them into the uh, water, like the fish, you
1: know. Absolutely. <sighs> and, you know, you, you look at, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, as we do this, because this is the kind of prep that we have on the show. We'll
2: do this, massive you know, preparation for, show, for these shows, listeners. Massive
1: preparation. You have a look at it. You're looking at Mahoney, Wallace, Ballard, Afobi, Ojo, Burke, and Freeman, just off the top of my head that aren't going to be there. Okay, we haven't seen Freeman. But
2: Freeman's yeah. no loss. But yeah the, others, oh, yeah, the others have contributed. The others are
1: all around. Well, every every one of the other ones were involved last night. You no, know, that's yeah. at the squad of 18. Um, we normally also jettison a goalkeeper every year, don't we? We have a rolling in, you're not Bart, so we'll get rid of you as well. So probably Long will get jettisoned because that's what we do. Um, so, so you know, even if we're saying on average they're all one ten grand a week, you know, we've got, you Know best part oh. of 70 grand to spend, but Millwall will waste it because that's what we do. <laughs> no, um,
2: no, no, Let's be positive. Um,
1: well, I'm being I positive. Oh, I, I can't be positive when we bring, like, going back to last night, like Kifton Bell looks like the weirdest signing in the world now. I mean, that that is just a strange sign. That's just a waste of wages because the man can't, he can't run. You know, we had like,
2: a phase where we were lacking midfielders, but I, I, I do. I, <sighs> Again, I think because he's Dutch, I kind of expect a, a latter day Johan Cruyff to pick the ball up every time he gets on it and, and do something. Me uplifting. <laughs> you don't see Dutch reminding yeah, him of
1: that. He's got that kind of <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here kind of, a kind of quality to him. And I don't mean to dig him out because I'm sure they're, they're really hard working, honest people. But the time for us having sort of the midfield that we've got is well gone. Like, Swansea last night, and I know where they are in the league table. But how can they out? How can they pass you off the pitch? Okay, some of their passing at the beginning of Wayward, but it's the way they move the ball. Like they even move it better than you, and they've got worse individual players. Like they haven't got Jeb Wallace. They haven't got you no, know, they nothing
2: in that been, on that scale. No, that, I have an interesting, um,
1: <laughs>
2: an interesting message on that on the, the point of midfield, Harry, from uh, one of our listeners, John John Rankin. He just contributed a few weeks back. And, regular on the voicemail. So John Rankin, thanks for this, John. Um, he's DM me on, on Twitter. He said, it's interesting if you watch the replay of the Swansea game. I haven't watched the replay, I'm the highlights. But he says there are some valuable lessons we can draw from it. One thing he's noticed is that um, when we started to retain the ball, which was more in the second half, really, um, but he noticed that Swansea were quick to tackle when we had the ball and even commit the odd cheap foul to break us down and stop the play. Um, he goes on to say he thinks, uh, going back to keefton and Bill, that he did make a difference when he came on. But our wide setup leaves too much for Billy and Joel Savile to do in the middle. Um, and then he uh, says the 5-2-3 the, the setup is not appropriate for our level of players, says John. Um, so it's an interesting point. I I, I did think that uh, Swansea managed us rather than the other way around last night. Yeah. And we, we, we fell for it hook, line and sinker. And, I mean, whether that... Make that point what you will, listeners, that um, they tackled us quicker and they were willing to give away the cheap fouls in midfield that broke, broke any, any pattern of play-up.
1: No, we don't do the tactical fouls. We've kind of missed the sort of all-action... Tackling midfielder since sort of
2: Jimmy. We Day. like bodies flying in. I noticed last night the mood of the den picked up as soon as there were some crunching tackles and bodies were sprawling all over the place. Yeah, uh, the den. I mean, that, that's that's in the DNA, Harry. That's just how it's going to be because yeah, that, it's, that it's always absolutely.
1: been so. Yeah, absolutely, and and rightly so. To a point, there is a, there is a time and a place for that, and probably when you're one 0 down, trying to get some kind of momentum, that probably mm. isn't the time to do it. Um, yeah, but I, I just feel like. I think a lot of people are caning Billy Mitchell um, online. Uh, he's become but, the
2: new um, scapegoat, Billy.
1: Thompson, basically, because yeah. he's a real player, we must expect him to be the best player on the pitch. The kid's what? 21, 22, are, you know, yeah. second season in a championship. I don't think anyone expects him to be playing as much as he is. I think he's a worse player when he plays in a two. I think he was growing before Leonard's injury. Um, <laughs> the fr- Leonard and Mitchell were gaining a rapport, and I don't think he naturally gets assisted by Saville. They were overrun the entire midfield was overrun because the formation was wrong. The the
2: formation. I
1: agree. Um, But, you know, the formation, he put five there as if to go, well, the five at the back to play through. Well, the goal comes because Scott Malone can't defend. I don't know if this is news to anyone, but Scott Malone (laughs) generally is a shit (laughs) defender. Right? (laughs) So much showed that in your previous life at this club, <laughs> his Twitter handle was Push and Rap, right? And <laughs> he blocked one of my friends, and I mentioned it to him. It was unlike him to block anyone when they went to go round him because normally
2: oh, sure. <laughs> <But fucking, laughs> he does.
1: And Scott Malone is brilliant going one way, but he's shit going backwards. He's a modern fullback, but he's, yeah, the yeah, only, yeah. he's the only he's the only wingback that we have, right? This is the same on the other side with Danny McNamara. Poor Danny Mac. There is no way that Danny Mac, in his first season of championship football, probably thought he'd play 40-odd games, right? It just doesn't happen. You normally take a Mac and the rest or whatever. But because we've got no other right-back at the club, he's ended up playing basically the entire season. And, yeah, he looks a bit tired and jaded. He's a fantastic football player, and I don't want to take anything away from him. On another year, he could have been player of the season. But, you know, Murray
2: Wallace is... Murray Wallace, he seems uh, to be a shoe in for that. I do agree about Billy. Um, I like Billy Mitchell. He's he, yes, he is Millwall, and but that doesn't mean that you should be judged by a different standard. too, although this is what happens, we we all know how it works. That um, you're know, expected to be, you know, to, to kind of have veins bulging out their forehead twice as much as anybody else on the pitch because they're they're, they're from a Millwall family. Same with Danny Mac. I mean, both give hundred percent. I've never seen Billy Mitch shirk, shirk a tackle, or, you know. it's Okay,
1: sometimes it's his decision making, but I think sometimes it the, goes
2: astray. But that's the yeah, thing I about think Harry. His, isn't?
1: I think that's his. That's his natural. I think that's because he gets. He's got a horrible thing of a yin yang. It's probably he knows what he. Wants to do, and I think he knows what he's been told to do by Gary Rowett, and then I think he knows what he needs to do to get us involved. And I think all three of these go round head at times. And obviously, last night, I'm, um, uh, you know, there are players out there that will care more than others. And I think it's very. I think I'm not going to say which ones I think it is. I think it's very obvious to.
2: in from them have very strong views. Uh, everyone that's listened to the live show that I did earlier on, they be about to hear his, his views on. So, I mean, I, I think sometimes it's a bit unfair. I mean, I, I, for some, it's a profession. For others, they care about it. Danny Mac and Billy Mitch are both from real families, so we know what that means to them. Um, I don't think I can really question the commitment of of anyone in the side particularly. I just think it was more of a um, an error on the manager's part in the way that we set up. And I think that that's, that's where, uh, you know, we, we we were quick to praise him. Um, well, I was quick to praise him when, when we got in. You know, hauled ourselves into contention most unexpectedly. Um, but equally, my eyes I'm looking at the um the Mill history websites, a lot of green wins showing in recent months, sorry. But my eyes also drawn to the red losses back in January and and parts of, uh, of December when a lot of points went begging. And you know, it's been such a strange season. I know that we've had injuries, and I know we've had um. You know, COVID's played its part and all the rest of it, but that's that's the same for every other club in the in the league. Um, and as you've said, you've you made a great point earlier on, and in, in the voicemail that you sent in, our form improved when for we had less choices to pick from. I, yeah. don't, I don't, I don't quite understand. I suppose that it breeds a certain back to the commitment. I suppose. Which is I don't. I don't, it don't
1: think it's just that. I also think that the players that were involved at, at, at that time gave a shit, and that is that is generally my my view. I think Tyler Bury. Tyler Bury has something to prove. I, I compare Tyler Bury to Ollie Burke and Tyler Bury to Shea Ojo. And one's playing for a professional contract and a career. The other two have been spoon-fed from day one in their professional careers, rightly or wrongly, as is the modern way. And I know which one I want at the club and will be at the club next season. I don't want Burke or Ojo. They're, 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 they're names because they at been at these clubs. It's just... It's just a very, very, last night was almost like a confirmation of everything that's wrong.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Achtung, Milwalm.
1: A very good solid base to not concede a lot of goals that have suddenly come back into the side. But at the same time, I am worried because the best player, and I say this, the best player or one of the best players in the Championship is going to leave our club at the end of the season for nothing. And we have to replace not just the goals that he gives you, but the creative intent that he gives you. And because we haven't had anyone else than him to create for the last five years, that is very, very difficult to do in any form of football. And that is, that is the thing that worries me. And it it, it is a worry. And looking at that as well, someone needs to really look at a replacement for Bart. And I don't want to say this in a thing, because I think Bart's still brilliant and, and whatever, but you know, we don't want to a situation again where you suddenly have a, oh, we've got no keeper, fucking hell. Well, we had no Jed last season, now we've got no keeper. It, it's happening because play, we're well, coming to again to another end of a player cycle and we don't recruit young enough to allow people to breathe into this. We sort of, we're, we're very, very dangerously coming towards having a fucking set of low knees that don't give a shit again. And we went through that at the end of Jacket. You can't do that. We need to, the recruitment needs to be, Another Cooper. The recruitment needs to be, you know, another Hutchinson. The recruitment at that, that, yeah. uh, that level again. You need to go and find the gems, and everyone is looking for those. That's the problem.
2: Uh, well, and- the thing everyone's looking for as well, Harry. I'm just, just, I know. We, I, I did minimal statistical preparation. I did minimal preparation for this show at all, listeners. But one thing I've got on my iPhone is the nearly uh, called it the second division. That's going back. It's the Championship league table. And our goals for and goals against column. Our goals against column is pretty good. 39 goals conceded so far off of... Um, that's less than the goal of game. We've played 40 now. We've conceded 39. So we're less than the goal of game just. Yeah. But look at the goals scored. 41. That is that is comparable to the... Well, actually, uh, Birmingham scored more. you got um, You know, you're going down to the the Barnsleys, the Derbys, and the Peterboroughs in the relegation zone. Um... West Brom, uh, 42 goals, and we've scored 41. And maybe maybe another more expensive side. But look across that division, yeah. Harry. Even look at Luton, which is... We're going to keep flogging Luton because, um, you know, just 10,000 people packed into a crappy stadium on, on Saturday. But they've scored 59 goals. And that 59-goal tally will cover a lot of cracks in a, in a team, won't it? Um, that's where our season has gone gone begging, no matter how many glamour clubs the likes of Bennick and and uh, Oliver Burke and Luke Freeman and all the rest have played for, because that ability to put the ball in there is the gold dust, isn't it? That's, that's, I mean, that's what it's all about.
1: I mean, I think we've been slightly robbed by Bradshaw. I think Bradshaw has got kind of a really nice Millwall story about it, that a man mm-hmm. that was almost done, scored yeah. again, come back again, scored again against Luton, I think Tom Bradshaw, uh, Tom Bradshaw at the moment, for me, deserves to be our number nine next season. and I, 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 yeah, I'd agree with that. with that. I'd agree
2: with it. I like, I like I, Tom. Think,
1: um, I think he is a championship-level league, Gregory, if that makes sense.
2: The,
1: yeah. It's not going to be the top goal scorer, but it will get you enough goals to. if he was in a partnership, maybe, with another striker. They'll probably get you 20, 25 goals between the two of them, which is that... Winning the league, form probably not. You probably need the midfielders to chip in with a few. Probably need Jake Cooper to go on another. Another problem. Midfield
2: has not contributed enough from the goal scoring. Right? We've
1: got no creativity from from midfield. Um, but I would say that if we're not going to back and see, we we can't buy strikers. Right, this is the thing. We can't buy strikers. When we spend money on strikers, they turn out normally to be shit. Right, that, that is a club <laughs> historical club trait. But when we spend money on strikers, they're shit. Paul Goddard comes to mind. Um, Nick Gregory was 250 grand. Morrison was fuck all you know, these are yeah, no, we, know, need- what we do. Um, but I, I generally mean this. I think that I've seen, I don't want a rely on Zach Lovelace, and I don't think that that's fair, but I don't think that a Lovelace. Fury and a right winger of some description or Mason Bennett involved with Bradshaw as well up that top end fills me with more positive than going and signing Ben Ekafobi who's going to get shoved out on the left and possibly being a round peg in a square, uh, being a square peg in a round hole because that's not his position and that's not fair on him and it's also not fair on, on a player that you're taking the position away from the youngster. I, I think you'd get, I think that's something that a club need to think about is that, is it, would we be at, would you be more happy? This is, this is Germany. But finishing 10th's great, but what's the difference between finishing 10th and 15th if we have a year where we go, right, what we're going to do is we know our back five are decent. We know that they mm. keep clean sheets, right? It's been proven. Which they right? do, yeah.
2: Right? Yeah.
1: So maybe let's try and sign, you know, some players and let's try and build something to build play this system. Let's try and sign some youngsters that might not have been in a championship before or might have been elsewhere and, and sort of this island of forgotten toys, shall we say, where yeah. there's some value and try and build that way. Rather than going, "I oh, they want to play for Arsenal. They must be all right. Yeah. Do you, un- do you understand what I'm trying to say? I, I, I'd much prefer that. And I think you'd get time. And everyone says that, and then Mill, <laughs> Mill don't touch the ball at home for 20 minutes and someone screams, someone <laughs> it someone. But, you know, there, there has to be a bit of, there has to be a balance, and I don't think the balance is quite right. I think we're the wrong side of of youth to, to aged, experienced pros, and that's what Ryan keeps saying, and that's why you have an exodus of players every year. I mean, I, I've forgotten to mention, we've got Marlon Romeo, still a contracted Millwall player. Who,
2: Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah. presumably that'll be Alex, dealt with at the end of the season. Yeah. I presume. No, yeah. Alex
1: Alex Pierce is he is he signed up for next season? That's more wages. You know, the that, forgotten man are, now. But <laughs> these are players. <laughs> these are players. They're still here. They're still involved in that squad.
2: And he's, he's here for the players. influence he brings behind the scenes. That piercy he's 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 the, the influence. Just go. You could see it last night all over the place. I mean, just looking at defensively, um, Mills conceded thirty nine goals, only. Bournemouth and Fulham have conceded less. They're the only other teams I've seen in the 30s, Mill 39, so Fulham 32. Yes, listeners, they've scored 92, but anyway. Um, Bournemouth have conceded 33, so that's not a bad defensive record. I think Gary Rowick knows knows how to organise a defensive side, Harry, doesn't he? Um, It's the execution of the goal-scoring end, which is um, as critical, I'd argue, is the problem, and that's where it's all gone gone south for us. I mean, we do have players like Isaac Alofi at Sutton who seems to languish there in a, in a season where we've you know, we've we, we, it's been a parched desert and we, we seem to have um options and yet they, we don't recall them. So, I'm hoping that we see some action on that front uh, in the during the summer. So how good uh, Isaac will be? I, I don't know, we, we really haven't seen enough of him, have we? Anything of him for that matter? No, but,
1: I, I think. I, I think the summer for the for the strikers is important. I, I also think it's not just...
2: And midfield. It, yeah. yeah, it
1: isn't as simple as... It's all right. You could, you know, Mill could have Messi up front or, or Messi and his pomp up front, shall I say, and we'd never get the fucking ball to him. Because, I'd have Ronaldo
2: uh, up front if I've if I got an option of the two. Uh,
1: you've got you've yeah. Ronaldo up front to be honest. He would, would that be our push emergency at Matt Smith button? Would now be the <laughs> yes, emergency? That's right. a try, <laughs> bring it on. To um, no, I, I, get what I get what you're saying. I, I just think, and looking at this league, because let's all be honest, we're going to be in the championship next season.
2: Yeah, 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 there
1: is a possibility of a fucking massive club coming down and they will, you know. Whether it be Leeds, Everton, or Everton, they will Everton turn... would be
2: wonderful, wouldn't they? <laughs> if they could bring them down to the day. No? mate.
1: If Everton, if Everton come down, <laughs> the problem is, is again, that's another team. You know, if Burnley or, or Watford come down and, and Norwich, you know, those are three teams that have been down before.
2: Yeah, and no they're score. Yeah. the scores. Yeah.
1: Payments. If Everton come down, that's another fucking team in this league with parachute payments. And it fucking drives me mad because that's another thing we've got to go up against. And yeah. um, they never. They never the, these parachute payments never save the tea lady, do they? They save <laughs> they save players that who, who are multi millionaires. They don't save Doris, who's worked at the club since 1957. The last no, time ever no. relegated, you know. And um, I just think okay. that's that's realistically what we're up against. So I'm not I'm not um, again. I, I don't think Gary Rowett's going to leave. I don't think Gary Rowick deserves to leave off of one bad performance. I understand the criticism of Gary Rowett's Millwall because they are Gary Rowett's Millwall. Um, And I think, I think everyone, I don't know whether or not everyone's had enough. I just think everyone, I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's a post COVID thing. I I just feel like everyone wanted us to just have a go. I think, I feel like that's what sometimes. That's that's the disappointment from last
2: night, Harry. And I mean, it's the, manner of, it's the manner of it slipping away. Not so much the fact we got beat, because I can, you know, we've had we've all had plenty of practice of that. And if you lose in the right way, well, so be it. That's that's football at championship level, you know, any level. Um, it, was, it just felt a bit like um, we only got going when we were chasing the game last half hour. We got the ball forward a little bit, some tackles went in, and when we did create chances, um, you don't if you don't take them, then you're going to get your just desserts, which is what happened to us last night. Um, it's the manner of the defeat, I think, and um, that's that's just felt a little bit um, like a big deflating mix. My metaphors, big deflating damp squib, no such thing, but you know what I mean by that. Yeah, it
1: just it just yeah. felt like you almost wanted us, you almost wanted us to go four four two and go fuck it, throw everything, chuck it in the mix get, and go get bring
2: but, bring Steve Morrison on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get new, get Harris back out there. <laughs> but it, it was just
1: very, it was just it sort of. <laughs> It dawned (sighs) on me that I've sort of seen two or three of these chances since, see, I was spoilt very young. I've realised this. I was spoilt in my early career that, 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 too you many know, toys
2: ball for you as a kid.
1: Exactly. what? Two thousand and one <laughs> happened too early for me. So at eleven, we win the old Division Two, and and you know probably have the best squad that we've had in thirty years or whatever. And then yeah. then we go to a cup final, and then we get in Europe. And, and you then, think it's normal. And then you, you think you know oh well we got to the play, we got to the playoffs in the championship. This happened. This must happen quite regularly. <laughs> you know, and, it, and it doesn't. And and I think I think the thing that annoyed me last night was that I just felt, is it, it as Gary Rowett laid the foundations for somebody to come in and take us the last step, you know how everyone said like when we got rid of Harris that everyone mm. turned around and said he'd taken us as far as he can go, he secured us in the championship, he got us out of League One, he'd done really well and you know everyone thanks him for his service and it's time, time to, it was right for both parties to, to split you know, before it went, yeah. Before it yeah. went sour, Gary Rowett has done what three seasons, all of them finishing the same place, realistically, barring one or two places, and you know the seasons seemingly end the same way, um, and yeah. has laid the foundations for you know somebody else to come and, but then every, but then the Millwall pessimist <laughs> sitting on the shoulder here goes. Fucking, you don't know how good you've got it. Tenth, you know, <laughs> you know. Well, we tenth is a
2: very, road. very good historical performance of Millwall. I mean, that's no consolation to anyone. I mean, you know, there's a lot of um, young, younger fans like yourself, Harry, but others who think that you know, that this, 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 these are the, you know, the, the, we should be competing. Well, historically, we never ever did. It's, but that's no, that doesn't count, diddly squat now because you only ever live in the now. Um, that's true. But, as far as, as as far as next season is concerned, we've got big, big, big summer. A lot of questions to be answered. Um, one of them is is I, I don't think Millwall would uh, ask Gary Route to leave wherever he wants to stay. I don't. We don't really know that one. I mean, he, you're not going to get a straight answer to that question because I hope he doesn't. Everyone, everyone wants to. Uh, you hope he doesn't. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a question. I mean, he's, you know, it's it's a, a free market, and um, I don't, we'll, we'll I don't, see. I
1: don't. I don't wish him any ill, like that's that's the difference, I don't think he's, he's not a terrible manager, he's just not my type of manager, so, like, he doesn't, he, his football doesn't excite me, his football, he's, his football will not move me to go 400 miles on an away day yeah whereas uh, i've watched the sound of shit managers who were worse and gone and watched it because it was that bad that it was almost in it was almost cathartic to go and watch them it was almost proving your (laughs) love about that like like punishment (laughs) it's a weird a weird thing that he's not his football at times is diabolical It, it, it is it's awful to watch but at times it's beautiful Right, well, he's the, the, almost the yin and yang of Millwall in one in one person.
2: The Huddersfield game, if you could frame a football match, the, the, the Huddersfield game would be a portrait of Gary Railway because that's that's that was us at our very very best and one of the best performances I've seen in some time. Um, I'm trying to think of another one off off the top of my head and can't think of a better one in recent times. So that 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 is a tribute to what he can produce. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. The forest game, forest away. Actually, is a good point. So those are two, you know, illuminating stars in the sky. I think the, uh, I think the type of football, which is a very modern, um professional game, doesn't appeal to the Millwall soul, which is built on blood and thunder and and um, big nights where you know the ball goes in the net because Jake's handballed it in and no one's seen it. It's it's those yeah. kinds of nights. Um, I, think, I, think, I don't know I think you're going to change that. If ever, I think can,
1: press yeah. suits us. I, I know this is probably fucking. I've said a word, and people who don't play football manager don't know what the fuck I'm going on about. But it, it it literally is the the kind of high press that better teams play. Now let's not talk about that. I mean, the best people at that are Liverpool by far. I mean, they press. You need good players to Very do that really, really well, Harry. You need good players. Very good players. That doesn't mean. That doesn't mean that you can't aspire to do your version of it or you can't return to do it against certain teams. Now, Swansea, for the first 15 minutes last night...
2: We're getting laughed at. at yeah, that, that, being they we're being laughed at because they're putting the ball out for, for corners and into touch.
1: Now, yeah. what I want to know is what happens in anyone's head when you go, fucking hell, they've just played through us once. So that terror, seems to terrify us that they could actually do it? You know, mm. you don't stop. Just because you you have a knockback, you don't stop necessarily. And it wouldn't have mattered if you'd gone and pressed them all the time. Just feel like we're not really we didn't really commit to that tactical that tactical setup early doors and, and it just dragged on. But we've talked about that already. The 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 problem the problem I've got with the with the Gary Rowick question, and this seems to be I'm sitting here and trying to think of people that are screaming at things saying, how can you want a manager that's finished 10th for three seasons to go? Hmm. I kind of understand, I'd never really understood Ipswich fans slagging Mick McCarthy off, really, um, when he was at Ipswich, and they ended up getting relegated the season afterwards. Now they, they did. Still, I did. They still claimed that it was the right decision because their football was shit. Now, I'd never really understood that at the time, but I can kind of, as this goes on more and more, I can kind of understand, because Millwall were going to rely on people buying season tickets, and they're going to rely on people, younger people than me, and you wanting
2: and to come back, yeah, I, I, come I, back yeah, yeah like I
1: it's agree. I just raised on another podcast that I listen to, another football podcast. That mm. all when it all is said and done, it's fucking entertainment. You pay money to come and watch this. You have no. Now, I know it's a religion to most of us, but it, it's not. Well, they don't it, have some net you must be here at three o'clock every Saturday, every other it's Saturday. It's not
2: right? not religion for everyone. I mean, it, actually, it, I'm, I'm glad you made the point, Harris. It just brings me on to a message that um, I got from uh, from Phil actually, Phil Clark, who's messaged me, just suggesting that we mention the attendance last night, which was officially, I think, it was officially about eleven thousand. But, um, I don't think it was eleven thousand. I think it was less than that because when certainly when we kicked off, it looked very sparse. When the teams were coming out of the tunnel, um, it looked very sparse indeed. You know, back to League One days, if you like. Um, that does fill up over you know over the opening minutes of the game when people are arriving and blows are coming in from work and all the rest of it. Um, but I think I think putting bums on seats is a big deal. Um, we always struggle midweek anyway. I, I must admit, the older I get, the more of an effort it is to get out for a, a Tuesday night match. It just is. Um, a lot of people have been to work. A lot of people have got kids, school, all the rest of it. So there's a million and one reasons, I think, why um, a midweek game doesn't exactly lift the heart. But that was a big situation last night, Harry. We didn't know when we walked through the turnstiles what we were going to get, as it was we got a bit of a damp, you know, damp squid. But um, that was a big, big time last night, as, as we keep saying, and um, it was quite noticeable. I, you know, I mean, there's plenty of empty seats around me. When I, I know that I'm the nutter talking to myself, but you know, that, that's it was interesting. I, I don't. I think the the thing is, and I'm not here to knock Gary Rowett. Far from it. But I think, and it, maybe touching on your Mick McCarthy point at Ipswich, I think some managers um, engender an, an affection their, their football connects with people in the stands I'm not sure we've done it on, on a couple of occasions Huddersfield being the best example just not sure that he's connected with the fans in the way uh, he doesn't have the advantages that Neil Harris has for it had for example um, but there's been other managers on their night of, you feel like you're at one with, with, with the side and I think that's where he struggled a little bit and I don't know that he's fully achieved that Style, no, doesn't, don't. It doesn't allow it, almost. It
1: doesn't. There's also, I mean, that's that's from the on-the-pitch side. I mean, also, off-the-pitch side, the, we must mention the commercial department, who are fucking useless. Um, <laughs> and I will say that. Because they they deserve they deserve to be called out just as much as the manager. And I generally believe that our commercial department are one of the worst in the football league. I, I mean that. Um
2: Death What's what you got pack. in mind? I mean, I, I mentioned the 130-pound-a-head black tie end of season. Well,
1: we haven't got there yet. Yeah, which, I mean, I was I was going to finish with that. That's what I but what, what, what but,
2: did you have in mind? It's the school holidays last night. Yes, it
1: school- is. Yeah. yeah. What,
2: the fuck you,
1: what the fuck are you doing, Millwall? It's the school holidays. The kids could come for a quid. What are you doing? Well, you I expected to there. see kids What, what last the fuck night? are you doing? It's not hard. Really we had a kids'
2: night, hard. Harry. We had a kids' night a few games ago, and I think I made a joke do of it. it, I, do it every I had time kids over. Own... I think there's limits. I think... But, but, but well, I think
1: what did they gain out of having an de- empty? What do you gain out of em- having an empty den? Right? Even no, you don't
2: gain anything. They what had a they kids' year? night. Um, I can't remember which game it was now, listeners. Maybe someone out there can tell me because there was a pound a child in for a pound, and the school when parties in front of me. It might have been actually, yeah. Was it it's was quite recent. It?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was quite, what's the um,
2: But you know, as as I, where I sit up in Birdshit Corner, there was there was a, a party of. I think it might have been a football club or a school. Or teachers had organised to bring a group. They were really excited. The kids. Thankfully, we gave them a good game to 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 you know to send them on their way with because it was a, a big atmosphere and they, they all seemed to enjoy. A lot of people around in, in Block One. It was pretty full up with kids. But um, you know, it's it's that's what we need to do. And imagine I, imagine I,
1: this, Nick. Imagine we do kids ticket last night when you bought two kids tickets, two kids, yeah, they were five pound each, and they got a tenner off in the club shop. Imagine that. Imagine I think there's, um... off, you know, the idea because the shirt is out of date in four games and you could possibly sell it when you're going to sell it at the end of the season for fuck all? We anyway. don't
2: do much on that front. Now, I don't know if the EFL have regulations on, on how often you can do special deals. I don't, I don't know. I've heard of that, and I'm, I've I'm got the, the time or interest to look into it. But I do agree that that game, when the kids were there, it was a really nice thing to see, because suddenly block one, rather than just having me and a few others you know standing there, was reasonably full, and you don't see that very often. And... I, one one boy turned up in his Barcelona shirt, but he's only young. He's only about six, so you, that's that's you know. It, hopefully, it that just, plants it a seed. In, it just frustrates
1: that. me. It's like we could be doing so much more, but it, it, it is, and it's been proven, And I. I eight to compare it to women's football but look at the difference right the amount of effort that's put in that to suddenly have where it is now from where it was three years ago just by making it more visible and making it more affordable for people to go to and making it more visible now yeah. admittedly millwall is situated in one of the poorest london boroughs in a time yeah. of massive ta- of a tax fucking rise today and there's it not much of
2: income knocking around out there around, how right
1: absolutely yeah. so you will do, so it's Easter holidays, right? Yeah. Make it fucking affordable for them to go. The kids for a quid. What is that seat? Even if they come and buy £2.50 chips downstairs, you've had to yeah. pay for the staff downstairs anyway. You might as well sell the food. No, 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 I agree. It's just there's
2: ridiculous. a bloke in front of me last night. He brought his two boys. He's, he's a regular, so that, and they're always there. But apart from that, I might have been one or two knocking around listeners. I didn't see many, but it was a sharp contrast. It was, I think you're right. It was the Huddersfield game when... We had school parties, football clubs, all in their, you know, their, uh, their, their kits, all that kind of thing. Um, and that's what the you club, want to see.
1: Uh, going back to the point that you were making as well, mm. it's just, it's just very what the club seems to be doing at the moment. It's just forgetting the season ticket price is great, but everything yeah, yeah. other than that yeah. seems to be misguided. I think misguided is the fairest way I can do. What the foot, the the the, the presentation yeah, of the, I, I of the season trophy. That's, that's always an interesting that one.
2: Event. That's what leapt into my mind when you said commercial department, and and you're you're right about the kids. And we've, we've done that uh, point uh, there. The, the 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 end of season um, award dinner. It's it's a it, it started out as the supporters club, the MSC. It's their award, fans award. Vote for it via through the supporters club for the, the player of the year, which is a fans award. It's a it's, it's a recognition of who's done well. For the for the fans on on the, been there week in week out, um, but to turn that into a hundred and thirty pound a head black tie dinner just seems a really strange, totally unmillwall move. Now obviously you don't want people turning out in you know silly. You can't have your trainers on. It's it's supposed to be an end of season dinner, so you have got to be you know smart smart wear of some sort. However you want to define that, but to make it a black tie event which most of us i don't know about you harry i don't have a you know we'll never talk so if i go and hire it i'd have to go and you know yeah. for it, which would stick more money
1: unless you work in the city and you you, you have them at christmas well, some some and will those, have it some, those, some most have it. people turn around and think they're the most fucking awful things in the world you know who actually have to go to these things but most people have got a suit like you know they're they're a suit cool
2: yeah yeah, yeah. For, your, for your weddings funerals and um Job our interviews. In pairs, <laughs> so, <laughs> right. mitzvahs. But I mean to, to to make it a black tie I just thought it was a misreading of I'm not gonna I banged on about it already, so I was just about to say I won't bang on about it, listeners, but I am I banging.
1: I am banging on, on about it. <laughs>
2: But, I mean, it's £130 a throw, and then it? From memory, I, I, I think they gave you half a bottle of wine with your meal, um, which is if right. It's, it's expensive. Food. You and me, Harry, could go and have a, a – what can we get for £130 a head in a top restaurant in London? Well, I looked at Smith's at Smithfield, and that's, you know – that would come in round about the same level, and I know where you're going to have the better quality of food and, yeah, I and mean, drink. And others, there are right, hundred
1: and thirty quid an So you're looking at what? So if you went out with you and your other half, yeah, you know, do two sixty on a meal, you're looking at pretty fucking high end. You're looking at Oxo Tower.
2: You're looking, well, you're, you're yeah, you are going
1: fucking proper up there. You, you are know, going
2: you know what I mean? for it, mate. You are going for it with that, and not the, you know best will in the world. The the wall end of season of awards is not going to be at that level. It's there's not.
1: Kitcheners the kitcheners the um caterers are not are not Michelin <laughs> style or not not at least not the kind of Michelin style that you want, let's put it that way. But I mean, fair pay to them, but that's it's not it's not right, is it? Then everyone one one does do
2: right. and oops upside your head on the disco. I don't uh, know. It's just anyway, i we've we a we've coach
1: made that point. special a
2: coach run special. <laughs> a coach <run> disco. <laughs>
0: Uh, now spinning the same <laughs>
2: anyway, that's that's enough of that. Um I think we've probably explored all we've come to explore from last night's show. <laughs> Listeners. Oh, um... Also,
1: can I just point out that JP um formerly doing the uh, everyone knows who he is, or you would know who he is, the guy that used to do the alternate commentary.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. He posted
1: a, a fantastic tweet that didn't get the traction that I think it deserved. Was that okay. He said that he needs an inquiry at the FA at the highest level to find out why every single assistant referee in the Football League is bald. And last <laughs> night, all three officials were bald. And generally, I was thinking that I, you've never seen two assistant referees, as they're now correctly called, you've never seen one, like a pair of them with air. There's always <laughs> a bald one. There is. I can't remember the last time that we saw one with Aaron. and I, th- I thought, yeah, I generally it made me think. It was one of the things that <laughs> kept me going. I'm going to keep my eyes time.
2: open for that now. i have going to look out for that. I've never last noticed six that. So. Games
1: of the season. with the straw poll.
2: Well spotted, JP. Bring back the, um, the 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 monotone voice. That was that was a classic uh, classic stream that used to put out. Huge you so so to Harry. Getting
1: the playoffs. Just for, for anyone that is holding any hope. We'd have to win six games out of our final six. If only it's ever a, won seven in the championship, and that was the year we got promoted.
2: Mathematical long league. with a long, long, long pro- high probability. A long probability. No, long shot. I'm gonna stick with that. Huge thank you to Harry for coming on the show, mate. Really good to see you again.
1: Cheers, mate. Enjoyed that. I'm sure I'll get a load of hate mail.
2: Hello. You'll get send your hate <laughs> mail to Harry Direct. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't don't trouble me with it. I don't, I don't want to pass on hate mail to, to Harry. Uh, and thank you for listening, dear listeners. Um, I'll be back after Barnsley. I'm, I'm actually weighing up whether I want to go to Barnsley or watch it on the on the stream. That's how bad. It's got. I, I must I
1: must confess that I'd said I was unavailable to play for my Saturday amateur football side. And I literally text our captain earlier on today and went. I'm now available. So You're if available. you need, so if you pick me, I'll play. And if you don't pick me, I'll go to Millwall because I know where my priorities <laughs> now lie.
2: I'm going to review what I do on Saturday. On Saturday, big thank you, Harry. Uh, talk to you soon, mate. Good to see you. See ya, you mate. Thank you for listening to Ask
1: Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please go over to Apple
0: Podcast and leave us a cheap little review. Mm-hmm. Till next time.
2: Who do you want to watch? <laughs>